There's a great saying that says, while we might not be able to control what happens to us, we are always able to control how we react. Mark McIntosh is a shining example of choosing to react to the roller coaster of life with positivity and grace. You're going to love hearing how this ex-athlete and journalist has devoted himself to helping others through different community causes, including his organization, A Stronger Chord, on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast, where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jay Clark, and I'm excited to host a conversation with my friend, Mark McIntosh. Mark is an award-winning, longtime Denver media personality who has turned his attention to doing good works all across the Denver metro area. After successful stints at KCNC and KUSA-TV, he founded Victory Productions in 2014 with the mission of encouraging others to achieve goals and overcome challenges. This focus led Mark to work closely with communities to deal with the modern day challenges around lessening the impact of homelessness and increasing opportunities in education. Two programs lead that charge, A Stronger Chord and the Sports Business Academy. A Stronger Chord is an effort to unite communities with wellness. A Stronger Chord uses exercise, relationship building, and community service to encourage Americans to become more fit, connected, and giving. Can't wait to talk about that. And I've heard these workouts are insane. Not true. (laughs) Through his work, Mark got involved in educational efforts at Arvada High School, teaching kids the business side of sports and winning side of life. Many kids growing up in poverty believe sports is a ticket out. We believe that can be achieved on the business side of sports. Sports management, marketing, health performance, journalism and media, and coaching and officiating. There's a lot of fun jobs in the $80 billion sports industry, which is actually how Mark and I got to know each other. (laughs) There you go. Among his honors, Mark was named Leukemia and Lymphoma's Rocky Mountain Chapter Man of the Year for his efforts in raising money for blood cancer research. The lifelong athlete devotes many hours to a variety of community causes in the Denver area and beyond. He's a popular motivational speaker, published author of four motivational books, and his strengths truly lie in helping others effectively deal with change, challenge, and adversity. Most importantly, Mark is a devoted husband and a father of two amazing kids. Welcome, Mark. Jay, it's good to see you, buddy. It's great for you to be here. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Tell me, for somebody who doesn't know anything about a stronger chord, how would you describe it? Well, it's a wellness program where we encourage everybody that participates that take care of your body. You only got one body. Right. right? And a lot of us sometimes neglect our body. <laughs> it's true. And then build healthy relationships. Uh, we always say, hang out with the positrons and avoid the negatoids, and let's try to recruit the tweeners. Right. And then we go out and we perform community service because we just believe that if we never grow weary of doing good for others, guess what? We're going to reap the harvest. So a strong accord is all about take care of your body, build healthy relationships, and serve others. So who are the guys that are doing this? Well, anybody is welcome. Uh, anybody listen to this. But we it all got started 10 years ago through me volunteering at the Denver Rescue Mission. I just walked in there and said, what can I do to help? Because there's so awesome. many guys on the streets. And I just, you know. It, only through God's grace, that ain't me. That's in the truth. Yeah. And so 
Uh, I just walked in and said, what can I do to help? And this guy, J. Earl Krebs, who's great. He's a musician. You'd love this guy. Yeah. J. Earl says, well, we need somebody to run the Thursday morning devotion. So I started leading the Thursday morning devotion for guys in the New Life program, which is a program that Denver Rest Commission's had forever. It's a good program. And so every Thursday morning, I'd have 30 minutes with these guys, give them a little pep talk. That, nice. uh, you know, anybody plan on being here? Nice. Did you write in fifth grade that you wanted to be at the Denver Rescue Mission in the New Life program right. on blank, blank? No. Right. All right. We're here. Now, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Let's learn from this and no longer be a victim of it. Right. Right. So, so I, you know, it's kind of the story of my life. We'll probably get into that a little bit. But um, so every Thursday morning, I have 30 minutes with these guys. Prior to that, I lead a workout at the gym I belong to. I've been an athlete my whole life, went to college on an athletic scholarship, was a sports caster, right. just a dumb old jock. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And um, so I'm sweaty. I'm still in my workout stuff. So I'm the workout I lead at the gym, Kinetics Fitness Studio. Yeah. 6 a.m. Thursday morning spin. Anybody wants to come, you're welcome. First one free Still on doing me. that one too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, geez. So anyway, so... When I'd show up at 7.30, I'm all sweating. And I'd always be talking to guys about the importance of fitness to their recovery. The stronger you are physically, the stronger you're going to be mentally. Yep. And a guy's sitting on the front row about as far away as you are. Right. And he's bobbing his head. Like, you know, he's getting what I'm saying. Yeah. And he said, when in the bleep, it starts with an F and ends with a K. Right. When in the bleep are we going to start working out? Okay. I called Brad Miley, he runs the Denver right. Rescue Mission. You know Brad. And I said, Brad, I want to start working these guys out. He said, knock yourself out. There's no room down there. This was down at the shelter. Yeah. It's, it's crawling with humanity. So we found Phoenix Multisport, three blocks up the street, 2211 Champa. It's a great place, sober, active community, awesome place. So every Wednesday, I'd go down there and grab the knuckleheads, and we'd run up three blocks to Phoenix Multisport, and we'd just work out together. Nice. We'd like the nuggets, you know, right off the – Court, yeah, in the weight room kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Well, then I started, inter, you know, inviting people like Jay Clark and others. Hey, because we got to rebuild these guys' social networks. Mm -hmm. They can't go back to that old because right. they're going to get dragged back down with them. Right. And then we got to know each other. Then we go out and we do community service. So it's all about take care of your body, build healthy relationships, serve others. But we really target agencies like the Rescue Mission, Community Corrections, those working with homeless. We Invite them, right? Send us your guys, and then we're going to surround them with a new community, and then. So it just kind of organically builds relationships, yeah. and yeah, starts with relationships. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a favorite story of oh, somebody, God. or or one or two? I'm sure there's hundreds. <sighs> well, uh, this story, yeah. I mean, there's so many, you know, stories of guys that have turned their life around, but. Um, Salud. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, uh, you know, because you got to feel like a coach, right? You know, you, you know, you, you know, right. I, and I kind of got the nickname, the comeback coach, yeah, you know, because it's helped these right. guys bounce back. You yeah. Know? Um, it, I, I wouldn't say it's a favorite story, but I think it speaks to the crisis in our nation in terms mm -hmm. of we have way too many men on the streets. Yep. You know, we really do. And, yeah. You know, and then that affects kids because there's not a dad in the home, and all this. We got yep. too many men on the streets yeah and and but and i think you could divide those on the streets up into three prods you got the modern day hobo vagabond 
Mm-hmm. Otis Mayberry RFD check himself into the jail. Which it's always the, a choice, right? There's That's, always he's choosing. There's to always live that been way. people jumping the rails and all right. that. So we're never we're not going to eliminate homelessness. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. Because, but then you got the 180 degrees differently. I think you've got people that are so mentally and physically addicted they yeah. need acute care. But then you got in the middle. You got what I call the tweeners. About and I say it's about forty to fifty percent of the people we see on the streets. If they truly felt there was a path off the streets, they'd take it fast. Mm. Wow! But that's where they need people to walk beside them, right? And believe in them. And you're seeing this. Trust. You're seeing this. Yeah, up close and personal. Yeah, I've been doing it for ten years. Yeah, you know, especially down in the Inglewood, Littleton, Sheridan area. Anyway, um. This guy one time at a strong record shared a story. He was 26 years old. He's in the Denver Rescue Mission's New Life Program. And he goes, you know, I've never met my father. My mom was wow. a prostitute. Oh, I just I just grew up around parties and stuff. People always offer me, you know, blowing marijuana smoke right. in my face, offering me a beer. All that kind of stuff. When he was nine years old, Jay, his mom started offering him up to her clients. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he endured that for three years. He runs away from home when he's 12 into the arms of the waiting gangs. Oh, of course. Because the gangs act right, like family. we care. Right. Yeah. It's the first people that give us. Sure. Now, Johnny, I want you to go down there and do this. And, right. You know, so then they get wrapped up and, you know, into that world right. and in and out of jail and addiction yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Here he was, 26 years old, and he's in the Denver Rescue Mission's New Life Program. Wow. And I walked up to him afterward. I said, I just admire you so much. Yeah, he's, he's reaching. Oh. He's still trying. If I'd have been through right. what he's been through, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I probably would have blown my head off yeah. a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. And so there's, there's a lot of men out there that we need to walk beside and, and coach them up because yeah. they've never had anybody. Teach. How can we expect this guy to live successfully right. he's when got he's no been in survival model. mode the right. whole time? And who's modeling that kind of life for him? We least, are products of our fun. environment. And you're providing the solution or a step well, or a hand we, up. We're walking, we're walking beside him. And I, you know, I, I kind of feel like a coach. I'm, yeah. I'm the comeback coach, yep. you know, because right. again, uh, but through God's grace, you know, because my, uh, my life, I mean, I was expected to be an early round selection in the amateur baseball draft back in 76 center fielder, five tool player. You know, my goal was to be in the big leagues by the time I'm 22, Hall of Fame, or 3,000 yeah. hits by the time I'm 40, Hall of Fame <laughs> by the time I'm 45. Sure. That was my plan. Sure. But then injuries ended that plan. And I didn't handle it very well, Jay. When I went off to Mizzou uh, to play football and baseball but got hurt and couldn't play either one, I decided, by God, if I can't be the best athlete, I'm going to be the best partier. Uh-huh. And for the next four years of my life, I – that I was focused on booze, drugs, and women, but I never got a DUI. I never hit anything and hurt myself and thank God never hit anybody. Right. My story could have easily been right. one stud yeah. down river for vehicular mm-hmm. manslaughter. Mm-hmm. And then I get out 20 years later mm-hmm. and I don't have the resources. And then I have somebody like a stronger cord right. there to say, Hey, right. we're all a bunch of knuckleheads. Yeah. What are we going to do with it? Yep. How about let's start with take care of your body, build healthy relationships, and serve others, and see if that can't be the foundation to building a stronger cord to your families, to your purpose, and to your communities. I love it. So take a step back. You're you're had a successful broadcast career. You're 
done some high profile stuff. See a football on its heyday, yeah. uh, Broncos Super Bowls, all of that. So have ah, Stanley Cup, right? Right. Hopefully the third one. Rockies, Coming, Birth of the Rockies, Birth of the Rockies, all that. I mean, yeah. really, when Denver was kind of exploding, as yeah, a, as I was a very major, I, I had a front row major seat, league got sports paid, town. Yes, almost like you. Right. So, <laughs> but take us back. So you're in the middle of that, and then you decide to launch Victory Productions. What yeah. was the motivation? There? I think it was. Um, the motivation was that I was challenged by some of my buddies uh, in the faith-based community, some of my spiritual mentors, that what you've been through, you know, you, you had a promising athletic career that went away, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've had marriages go away. And then your television career, Channel 4, uh, when an, uh, Channel 4 eliminated my job, mm-hmm. I still have people that say, why aren't you doing sports yeah. anymore? They eliminated my job. Right. Not much I can do about that. Yeah. Um, once I went over to Channel 9, I was an independent contractor. Okay. And so, you know, it was just time for me to, uh, you know. It's the next phase. Yeah, yeah, the next phase. And uh, so I, that's when I started Victory Productions. And, you know, my whole deal is to encourage others to achieve goals and overcome challenges despite what the heck happens in this world. Right. And, you know, I got poked in the eye, which led to me crashing to the floor, mm-hmm. and fractured skull, severe concussion, broke all the bones in my middle ear, oh. tore up all the rotator cuff muscles in my left shoulder, and I'm deaf in my left ear. Oh, jeez. I couldn't judge fly balls anymore, and I couldn't throw. So that That's, it I, makes it tough I, to play ball. I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the psychological damage it does, you know, like you step up to the plate and you just, you can't catch a fly ball, and people are laughing at you in the stands. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it's 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 it, it wasn't good but here's here's the question though so you know if an Just, opportunity presents itself at channel nine and i know you know talented guy yeah long yeah. sports career you could yeah. have probably gone to any number of markets yeah yeah i could have working in broadcasting yeah but something drew you to yes yeah. serve so where yeah. does that come from well i think it was you know i think it was god saying macintosh i've given you certain gifts like I'm an encourager. I'm kind of an upbeat guy, you know. I was yep. a quarterback, point guard. I'm, you know, I'm, you and I are a lot of yep. I mean, you know. Just, hey, Jay, how's it uh, going, man? You know, I mean, I ran out of talent about ten uh, well, grades. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, and so I just, you know, God's given me certain gifts, and then I think these experiences I've had, you know, the injuries, the divorces, yeah. the job layoffs. I didn't ask for any of this, but then as my faith continued to grow and it continues to evolve, I think I kind of realized that um, there's a need out there for men to talk to men that life will poke you in the eye. Yeah. But now what are you going to do about it? Right. So that's where like when I'm with the guys at the rescue mission or coming out of community corrections, I I, I, you know, I feel like I'm in the locker room. Yeah. Well, and I think that's an interesting point, too. I think all of us who are sports people, yeah. you know, sooner or later, everybody, I don't care how great you are, the game is you, you, you have to stop playing the game. When the when the roar of the crowd's over. When the roar of the crowd is over. But that doesn't extinguish your love of the game. Amen. Which I think is interesting how that's that's incorporated in a lot of what you're doing with the sports business pathway. Yeah. Talk to us a yeah. little bit about sure. that. Sure. So it was through... A stronger chord, mm-hmm. you know, and working with dudes, um, I got to know a pastor here in town that was equally uh, Brian Cedarwall from uh, Denver Dream Center. Great mm-hmm. guy. He played college basketball. 
And so one of the things that we do uh, with uh, these guys coming out of this community corrections, every, you know, once a week we'd go play basketball with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still got a little some skills left and the cedar wall <laughs> loves to shoot. If you pass it to cedar wall, you're never going to get back. He brings a lot of ammo guys. to the party. Yeah. But um, so Brian and I get to know each other. And Brian was also involved, given his sports background. He had got involved with a, a, a charter network called SLAM that's based out of Miami. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to get a charter SLAM a slam charter school started in the state of Colorado. We chose Denver public school and basically it teaches kids the business side of sports and the one side of life. And so I, I got involved in, in trying to get that done. And, but the winds were blowing against charter schools in Colorado Yeah, and there were some other things going on. So no way you're going to get a charter school started, but I was in the office of Steve Bell, the COO of Jefferson County schools. Mm-hmm. And he's, athlete loves you know all, all that kind of jazz and he loved everything state champ that, huh state champ 1964 <laughs> state champ at arvada high school That's under right. coach irv brown yep um and so i'm sitting there talking to steve bell trying to convince him to for a charter school and he said mcintosh there's no way that's going to happen but i want you to take this to arvada high school as a learning pathway because learning uh, arvada high school is not mm-hmm. what arvada high school used to be right and then the school district that school's been around since 1900. It's one of the oldest one public of the oldest high schools geez, in the state. And so the school district is trying to figure out what can we do to help, mm-hmm. you know, 75% of the families that are right. out of high school make less than $35,000 wow. a year, you know? And so you need a little, and, and so we introduced the sports business pathway there three years ago, teaching kids sports management, marketing, health and performance, journalism, media, coaching, officiating. We both are products of that. Yep. We've been there for three years, teaching kids the business side of sports and the winning side of life. We got 83 kids in the program. 85% of those kids are on track to graduate on time compared to the school average of about 60%. And I just saw that another stat that makes me believe that we're bringing some energy to that school Mm -hmm. that wasn't there before. I I think the number, and, and Shannon knows these numbers better than I, Shannon's the new principal. She's a dynamo. Yep. Um, that kids moving on to two-year or four-year schools there has gone from like 41% to like 63%. Yeah, dramatic. Gym. In the last couple of years. Dramatic there's two gym. other learning pathways there, not just us. Right. There's a STEM pathway and a literal hospital, arts. Literal yep. arts. Uh, so it's a good culture things of are learning, right. Yeah, it's a culture of learning. And so that that's how this all evolved and didn't uh, – you know, well, so, uh, and I don't know about you, but I remember when I was back in high school and again, ran out of talent, couldn't hit those darn bendy <laughs> ones. Uh, well, you know, I, my love of the game continued to grow. Love of sports continued to grow. I didn't even know there was such thing as, you know, it didn't, it wasn't around you, back you then. see the sports guys on TVs, but I didn't know that there was people that worked in front offices yeah. doing PR yeah. or marketing yeah. or graphic design or yeah. Or, you know, yeah. a game management and yeah. game entertainment. I had no turf idea. Management, turf all management. these things. All these things. And and this program is opening those doors for kids. Yeah. yeah. For students and to, to realize this is a pathway for you. And especially kids growing up in poverty that maybe, again, aren't as exposed to. Right. You know, I'll never forget. Um, and can't play on a travel baseball yeah, team yeah. or a travel basketball team. Talking to team. these young ladies. Uh, 
the week that we were talking about sports health and performance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you get to know them through the, the year and everything, hey, you know, what do you want to do with your life? Oh, I, I want to be a nurse or I want to be a beautician or something. So they, you know, they want to right. care for others. Right. You know? That's just their, that's their nature. Right. And then they have a female uh, sports psychologist or physical therapist or strength yeah. and conditioning female come in and talk to them about you could be part of a team. And I love to say, Next time a guy gets hurt on the football field, take a real close look. About eight people now yep. run out there yep. around him, and six of them are females. Yep. You know, could be you. <laughs> it could be you. Right. And you can just see their eyeballs. Right. Like, like whoa. Wow. I didn't I even ne- know. I never thought of that. Right. Right. So that's, that's, that's the one we were Yeah, cool that's what we've been doing the there, you know, yeah. for three years. And, yeah. and I briefly mentioned Shannon, but she's Shannon V. Hill, the principal up there. She's, uh, you know, leadership starts at the top. It does. And it it ripples across everything. And this could become a draw across Jefferson County. Oh, you want to learn the sports business. You don't have to live in Arvada. You could live in yeah. Littleton or yeah. Evergreen. Yeah. or And the light rail stops right there in Old Town, uh, Arvada. Yeah. And we've got ways, you know, school buses could come from Arvada High School, right. pick those kids up right. and take them right back up the hill. Yep. So, so I'll, I'll change gears again, because one of the things I, I would love to talk about is in the, the early 90s, the heyday of CU football, mm-hmm. they're winning national championships, mm-hmm. they're, you know, blue chip yeah. recruiting classes oh, yeah. and everything yeah. else. You were attached to the program, yeah. which is always an interesting, this was always interesting to me from, from a journalistic standpoint, you're supposed to be biased. This is why I could never make it as a journalist. Because un- I got, or yeah, unbiased, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. biased. I got, always got too attached to so that's uh-huh. why I, I had to yeah. work on the team yeah. side. But you obviously grew a close relationship with Coach McCartney yeah. that exists to this day. Yeah, yeah. Where, what's kept that going all these well, years? Well, you know, it, um, so, you know, our relationship started. I was just this young reporter that I was the buff guy. Right. And, and I was intimidated by him. And, yeah. And, you know, I used to, Channel 4 used to televise all the games that mm-hmm. the national networks didn't yep. pick up. So we get the dog games, you know. At Iowa State when Iowa State was terrible, you know. But it seemed like the Buffs would always play to the level of their competition. So they, <laughs> you know, they came in 45-point right. favorites and they're Squeak up it out. Right. a field goal at halftime. Well, I always had to interview him as he was coming off the field. Yeah, so and a lot of times he was grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I, you know, and we still joke about it to this day. You know, I can't tell you how many times he said, that's the dumbest <laughs> question I've ever heard. And then just... Ran off. Ran off. You know? Yeah. So, but then over time, you know, it, as I settled in and, you know, I hosted a show forever and I was the buff yeah. guy for 20 years, you know, you right. develop. And then another real powerful moment in our relationship was when I was going through my first divorce. Mm-hmm. I had not seen him since spring ball. This is 94. And they're they're flying high, yep. you know. Ninety five, ninety four. Yep. I think they were maybe preseason number one in a couple right, of But yeah. anyway, I hadn't seen him since spring ball, March, April. Yeah. And then we're going up there, me and a station folk dog, to do a, like we're doing an hour long special because we were the home of the Buffs, you know, for pre preseason special. Sure. So we we're doing a long sit down interview in McCartney's office. Right. Well, my wife had decided she no longer wanted to be married to me, like in June. And I was on the stress reduction diet. 
you know, I'm, right. I'm now a single dad and yep. my wife has found something better, you know, kind of deal. Yep. And uh, so I had lost about 15 pounds and I'm not a big guy. Yeah, you not, know. right. So can't afford I walked in there and he goes, what's going on? Because he tops it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't looking real right. stout, you know. Right. What's going on? Nothing, nothing. What's going on? Not. Meanwhile, you know, photogs moving yeah. stuff around, you know, trying to get the perfect <laughs> shot and all that kind of stuff. And McCartney's like with a dog with a bone in his mouth. Yeah. What's going on? He just wouldn't let go. And so finally, I, I kind of told him, and he looked at the photog, you, out of here. Kicked him out of his office. Really? And then prayed for me. Wow. Then every week for a solid year, I would get a handwritten note from Bill McCartney. Wow. Imploring me to hang in there. That hope you kept those. I, <laughs> I, I didn't keep. I didn't. I they'll forever be in my. That's I very cool. So, and then, uh, so that we just kind of really bonded after yeah. that, and I've just stayed, in, you know, in touch with him and the McCartney family. And then, lately, you know, Max got Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and I'm blessed that every Friday I go spend a couple hours with him, and we just hoot and holler and have fun and uh I actually true. i write about it it's yep. called fridays with mac you know if you're interested in that it's but, terrific uh, yeah so you know so our our relationship has evolved from coach with a young reporter right. to two guys pretty comfortable with each other is you know yeah because i was embedded inside the program mm-hmm. and to now we're we're just good buds and uh you know he's um you know i, I joke all the time he's still coaching He's, coach, sure. he's coaching. He's coaching me. you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I share about yep. what I'm doing educationally, mm-hmm. and and he goes, "You fire all your guns. You you <laughs> you you go. You know, you're you're hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. Or, you know, you got fresh fire. You know. <laughs> so he's encouraging yeah. me because the work we do can wear you out. Yeah. Because you get invested. Yeah. Can you think back of a coach that's made a big difference for you? Well, he's certainly one. Right. And then uh, you can't, this is a podcast you can't see, but I have a shirt on. It's uh, Louisiana College. Yep. Uh, this is honors Vance Morris, who was uh, my high school football coach when I was a sophomore. Uh, you know, when I arrived back then, it was sophomore through senior. I, I was the starting quarterback from the day I walked on the campus as a sophomore. But I took the place of a guy who was the JV quarterback the year before and was a senior and was right. a pretty good player. So, you know, it was the seniors weren't real happy that I'll the coach, bet. you know, and he and he introduced me to my fate, really. You know. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Started going to FCA and he and then later when I was really struggling after I got out of college the first time, moved to Dallas. Yeah. Just to, I was running for my past. Yeah. I'm living in Dallas, working for Frito Lay, and he had moved on to uh, Austin College, and then moved on to Louisiana College. He, he coached here too. Yeah, um, he came down, and we had dinner in Dallas. And as we wrapped up dinner, he handed me a, his torn and tattered Fellowship of Christian Athletes Bible and said, "I think you could use this right now." Wow! And I just started reading the Bible and just fell in love with the Word, but also became a big fan of Jesus. That's I like great. to say he's the greatest coach. He's ever the greatest lived. coach ever. You're right. Yeah, some people call him the rabbi, the master teacher. I say <laughs> coach. he's great. And I've been around some pretty good coaches, <laughs> as have you. Yep. All right. So I always like to wrap this up with, I call him the Fab Four. So the, the first Fab one, Four? The Fab Four. So what is something you will listen to, read, or watch today? 
I will uh, listen to Van Morrison. And especially there's a song, Someone Like You. My wife just got back in town. And, you know, oh, that's I'm, a good day. I'm a good two strike hitter. You know, I've got a wonderful <laughs> wife. And, oh, and, and, uh, I'm stealing that one. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, she's back great. home. Yeah. You know. Well, I officiated a buddy's wedding. Oh, and funny. he was also on his third. And he goes, good two strike hitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to use that. <laughs> that's great. Okay. So that Van, Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Okay. So who's a role model for you? When it comes to making our world better, who inspires you to do all the oh, work gosh. that you do? There's so many. I've, I've talked a lot about McCartney here, yeah. but, um, you know, I've mentioned Jay Earl. Um, uh, gosh, you know, I, my father's memory, uh, you know, there's, there's just, that's hard to say one in particular. Yeah, hard. Jesus. Yep. I mean, you know, uh, I just try to encourage people to go out there and live with the spirit of Jesus. It starts with love, but it ends with self-control. And against such things, there is no law. That's Galatians 5, 22, 23. There's a lot of, you know, love, joy, peace, yeah. patience kind of. But I've been very blessed that I, I've, I've, and that's another thing that I think really fuels trying to help these guys because so many guys in our world have never had anybody teach them how yeah. to, or encourage them to live successfully. I've been surrounded my whole life by those kind of people. That's great. Yeah. So other than a stronger chord, is there an organization that you really admire? Well, I, you know, obviously a stronger chord with homelessness and mm -hmm. sports business academy and right. just working with schools like Arvada and school right. districts like Jeffco and teaching kids the business side of sports. It's, but I, you know, I admire all the agencies that we work with and anybody out there trying to make the world a little better place. I, you know, I'm all in. That's awesome. Yeah. Last one is if somebody wants to reach out to you, sure. talk to you about speaking or learn yeah. more about what you're doing, how do they find you? Yeah. They can email me, mark at seekvictory.com. That's Victory Productions website, mark at seekvictory.com. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes, Mac. It has been a pleasure. Thanks for Thanks, doing this. Thanks, man. And uh, continued success. I appreciate it, buddy. You too. Thanks for listening. Check the show notes for contact information for Mark. And if you enjoyed Mark's positivity and passion as much as I did, we'd be grateful if you would leave a review, subscribe to this podcast so we can continue spreading good vibes. If you're interested in how I might be able to bolster your efforts and help you achieve your goals, I'd love to have a conversation with you. You can find me at makingourworldbetter.com. Until next time, I hope you are inspired to find a way to make our world better. Thank you.